Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everyone is doing well tonight. How is everyone doing in the uh, the arena, as it were? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another edition of The Sea Report. We are coming to you guys live on uh, December 27th, 2022. It is a Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everyone is doing well out there and... Uh, that you guys are ready for a great show tonight. We've got a couple of things to talk about, including Ross Matthews. I mean, uh, George Santos, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but that won't be the meat of our uh, show for tonight. Uh, tonight, we will be delving into the Twitter files. I think we've... Uh, I think we've featured a few of the Twitter files here today. Uh, not No, not today, but here on the show, uh, so to speak. I think we went through uh i think we went through issue number four and issue number five or was it episode number four and episode number five uh maybe it was episode number three of the twitter files that we went through already we went through a few of them already we didn't go through all of them yet a lot you know the first couple of drops were stuff that we already knew we just needed receipts on uh the stuff on president trump now that's the stuff i was interested in and uh well we got those covered okay uh, the next thing that we, well, actually, we had not covered this one, and that was the Pentagon involvement. I think that was a long drop number seven or eight of the Twitter files. Uh, was it the Pentagon, right? And, and, and you know, big agencies, big government, et cetera, all being involved, you know, in colluding with big tech and media. You know, we can't forget the media, of course, is also very, very much so involved in all of this, guys. Anyhow, so, uh, you know, Mr. Musk has been doing his to save his family, probably pay ball, play ball and uh, help move the needle forward on, you know, uh, saving the human race. Right. Um, so he's been doing his due diligence. Right. Dropping the Twitter drops, doing what he's got to do. Uh, so we got to thank him for that, for playing ball. Right. Got to thank him for that. I mean, I would do it to save my mom also. But anyways. So, like, uh, that's what we're going to be at today as far as that goes with the Twitter files. We'll be talking about either 9 or 10 or 10 or 11. Okay, I'm not 100% sure. Yesterday, there was a drop on COVID-19 and how big tech and big media and, uh, you know, three-letter agencies and government all colluded to make sure that we shared what they wanted us to know and their narrative that they wanted to push and that we censored people who used the CDC's own data and we censored reputable doctors and reputable uh, people who've been working in that field for decades with, you know, all these types of like, uh, you know, awards and valor and accolades for the work that they've done and, and prizes and rewards and awards. But yet, you know what, if it doesn't, if it does, if it flies in the face of the government's narrative, well, chances are they're liars and they should be censored. And anyways, that's exactly what Twitter and, uh, you know, uh, big, big corporations and, uh, yeah, all, you know, do we even need to go through that? Because actually, I mean, we already knew that was happening. Actually, yes, we do have to go through it, ladies and gentlemen, because we need absolutely to have these receipts. You know, we can't just sit here and be like, oh, the government colluded with, uh, you know, uh, big tech and, you know, big pharmacy and uh, big media or you know, corporate media. Uh, but I can't show you the receipts. And then everyone's going to say, you're a conspiracy theorist. 
you're a conspiracy theorist and you make up things and you don't even live in this reality. And that's what they've been able to do to us up until now, right? When it came, when it, when it comes forward from the mouth of a billionaire, right? That, uh, because that's what the, that's what they said, right? Don't, don't, don't you American people worry about it. All you voters out there that were trying to get you to file lawsuits, go and vote let let the whistleblowers and the billionaires and the celebrities who are trying to uh you know uh i guess i don't know i guess they're trying to repent right for everything that they did against this nation you know what let them do it but don't tell me that the american people are going to be the ones to do it and then tell me in the same breath out of the other side of your mouth that we should let the oligarchs take care of this i mean that sounds like a contradiction in terms i know everyone was kind of like eh, when they read that one but anyways, guys, love you, love you, love you all, love all of you, okay? Anyways, so uh, we'll be talking Twitter files tonight. You know, we were supposed to do them yesterday, but we were talking Carrie Lake. We were talking election integrity. You know, the Twitter files are also election integrity as well, guys. Uh, let's not get that twisted either, because after all, even though the Twitter files are not focusing on the corruptible voting machines, even though the Twitter files are not uh, focusing on uh, all of the bribery dark money that went into Democrat strongholds to get uh, by way of people like Stanky Abrams of Georgia and by way of people like, I don't know, Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know how close Mark Zuckerberg is to Elon Musk. I've never seen them in the same room together, but you know. The fellow who was working over at Twitter before, I always forget his names. I always want to call him Steve Jobs, but I know that's that's what the Apple guy, right? Apple guy was Steve Jobs. The guy from uh, Twitter was, who was the guy from Twitter again? I always forget his name. I can see his skinny, angular, bearded face and bald head, but I can never remember that guy's name. I know it's not Steve. Anyways, so... Uh, Getting back onto the point, you know, you know, maybe the former Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey, there we go. There's a Joe Dorsey, Jack, Joe, John Dorsey. I don't know what his name is. Anyways, Jay Dorsey. Okay. And Elon Musk, not Elon Musk, this other guy, the, the, the Android, what's his name again? Uh, Zuckerberg. There we go. We all know that Jack Dorsey and Zuckerberg and probably all the other people at Go Ogle and uh, the one over at YouTube. What's her name again? I forgot her name already. Someone said her I was like, who the heck is that? And they're like, it's the person who runs YouTube. And I was like, ah, there's a skag for you. Anyways, so the, you know they all collude and, and pal around together. I'm pretty sure, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, <laughs> I got to say, you guys, when it comes to Mr. Musk, you just park it, Mr. C, because he's moving the needle forward, even if it's for the wrong reasons. We're not going to judge it. Okay. But before we get into the Twitter files, of course, we'll do our President Trump truths uh, and uh, maybe a minute of an interview that I wanted to uh, feature, right? A minute long interview with President Trump. Has anyone ever heard of such a thing, right? Like, I've never heard of such a thing, but they exist if they're clipped out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyway, so we'll take a look at a minute clip. I just want, it's something about the NFTs. You know, that I thought was interesting. And no, no, Mr. C's not going to start talking about the President Trump trader cards. Okay. You know, Dade Phelan, the uh, Rhino Speaker of the House of Texas. You know, if you were hanging out with us on Lone Star State News today, we were doing a Tuesday show. I actually did a preview of our two hour uh, show. We're, we're moving to two hours at Lone Star State News next week for the new year. 
So starting on January 2nd, that is a Monday, you know, we'll be live 2 p.m. Texas time until 4 p.m. over here at Mr. CTV. For those of you who are just dying to really try and clean out your state house and not just sit up here behind a camera and talk about it, you know. So like uh, join us over there if that's what you're into. You know, if you're into trying to, you know, restore your republic or take back your own backyard. Hey, I'm here. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll be doing that on Monday at 2 p.m. Texas time. That's central time for those of you who don't know where Texas is located as far as time zones go. It should be a fun time. But, you know, getting back to the rhino speaker of the house, Dade Phelan, that's for the state of Texas, not for the nation of America, you know, not for any other state. But, you know, just for Texas, just real quick, you know, that Dade Phelan will also be featured on President Trump's trader cards, right? He he posted something. You know what he posted on his Twitter? It was funny. This is going to this is going to resonate with my uh with my um with my uh subscribers over at pill.net and the foxhole.app. Oh, and by the way, guys, I hope you don't mind, but I changed the name of our uh, pill subscriber, uh, you know, uh, subscribers. We're no longer repeat, repeat offenders, guys. We are the C team, right? Because when you can't depend on the A team and the B team is nowhere to be found because they're all on contract and they can't uh, really tell you guys anything and they're all gatekeepers, you gotta call in the C team, right? The sinners, the beggars, the drug users, the whores and the prostitutes. They will save America. We are the C team. I'm just kidding, guys. People on are not what I just said, okay? They are the most, at least the people on the C team that I know of, okay? They are the best people, okay? <laughs> they are Christians, okay? They they have a high moral standard, okay? It's just they're feckless, filled with sin, and a totally fallible leader, okay? That would be Mr. C. Okay. Anyways, I'm totally fallible, guys. Okay. Like, you want to call a foul on me? I know. Foul, fallible. It's not the same word. You can. I promise you. It'll be all right. But yes, the C team. So the C team, ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's, that is who we are over here at pill.net. And, and I don't even remember why I started talking about that. Anyways, no. So yeah, the C team, guys, that's, that's what we are. But uh, getting back up onto uh, Dade Phelan. Okay. And, and because he actually, the, now the members of the C team who were, uh, who were hanging out and, oh, and again, I have to apologize to uh, the Pilled community and the Foxhole community because I didn't get the message until later, but uh, who's Empress Beach to you was like, I, I saw uh, in my DMs, she was like, let us in, Mr. C, let us in, unlock, 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 unlock your subscriber stream so we can come in and watch, you know, Christmas Vacation with you. We watched Christmas Vacation on Christmas Eve, guys. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. And, uh, okay, so you guys remember the part where he gets the gifts of the gems and the jellies, right? You know, okay, so... Clark Griswold gets the, not Jenna Griswold, Clark Griswold gets the jams and the jellies from his boss instead of getting his big old payout, okay? Well, Trader Dade Phelan posts a meme that says Trump's NFT cards are the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And it has a photo of like Clark Griswold looking at <laughs> How does Trader Phelan tell you he's a traitor without telling you he's a traitor, right? How does, how does Dade Phelan 
expressed to his rhino base that he does not stand with President Trump without calling President Trump names and openly. Everyone knows that Dade Phelan is not a Trump fan. Okay, I mean, uh, Dade Phelan sucked at the teat of Dennis Bonin, who said that President Trump was destroying the Texas Republican Party. Okay, so, you know, and that is who uh, Dade Phelan uh, succeeded as Speaker of the House. Anyways, enough about, ladies and gentlemen, Texas news and politics. You'll have to join us on Lone Star State News if you want to catch that one, guys. I'm just saying. All right. Okay. But uh, some other things I wanted to address before we get into President Trump's truths. Let me go and bring it on the screen, guys, because people are kind of like, Mr. C, what are you going on about here? We don't understand where you come from or your culture. Okay. <laughs> well, let me enlighten you, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So uh, let's talk about this guy real quick. If he comes up on the screen at some point, uh, my my uh, side of the screen is running really slow, just so you guys know. I don't even know if it's showing up yet. Hold on. Sorry, guys. I'm just waiting for uh, my my stuff to work. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Is it working yet? No? Still not working? I don't know. I can't tell. Let's find out. Let me look over here. No, it doesn't look like it's working. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm so silly. Jeez, I forgot to push a button. Okay, let me get this button pushed, and then I can stop pretending that my uh, my uh, mechanics are breaking down here. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, it's running so slow tonight. That is in part why I was just a little late today. You know, I was thinking that I would make one of my new year's resolutions to be here on time but then you know why on earth would i uh set myself up for defeat right anyways okay <laughs> this guy is the one i want to talk about okay this is the one i want to talk about real quick because yesterday now i've scarce made any comment about this story but yesterday i did kind of bring it up now, this is uh, George Santos, okay? Now, you all might be start you all might start becoming familiar with this name because currently this man is being rung through the mainstream mainstream fake news mockingbird propaganda media because he what? He lied, he lied, he lied about every I mean, this man basically does not exist. Okay, like he basically does not exist. Okay, and the newsreels and the MSM are just having a field day with this, right? I mean, it's just another thing to add to the conversation, right? So, this way we don't have to talk about election integrity and we don't have to talk about election theft, we don't have to talk about the elections of 2020, 2021, or 2020. We don't talk about, uh, you know, everything that's happening in our economy with the inflation. We don't have to talk about the week. We can talk about George Santos. Now, there is a rhyme to the reason, especially when you understand things like, I don't know, uh, how most of these guys are all actors anyways. They probably come from the CAA. Some of these people came from Explore Talent, right? There's no telling what other, why don't you guys go look up uh, that one agency over there in Georgia? You guys remember we talked about that one in Georgia? Okay. So uh, it, these places are everywhere. And it makes sense you have a place like CAA in Georgia, considering they're like the second largest uh, film industry in the United States of America. If I'm not mistaken, that's at least the way it was a couple of years ago, right? 
So uh, anyhow, guys. Hey, y'all, I apologize. There's a lot of uh, I can't help it. I mean, these people, whatever, you know, right? Uh, okay, here, let me try this. Okay, and we'll see what happens. All right, guys. So um, getting back to Mr. Santos, okay, because there's there's a point that I would like to illustrate with this man. Now, this man is a fake, a fraud, and a phony, and I wish I never laid eyes on him, right? That's what Sandra D said to uh, John Travolta, right, back in the day. Anyways, guys, that's basically how the Republican Party starting to feel about George Santos. And the MSM and the Democrats are just doing everything that they can to uh, get this story to go viral. Right? I don't know why Ilhan Omar is in this picture. I don't care, okay? I know she's distracting you. Because Ilhan Omar is the picture of George Santos and she's saying, someone did something? Someone lied about their college and their career? Someone did something, right? That's what that's basically what she's doing, right? This someone should make a meme, and every time a song, you have a meme of Ilhan Omar saying someone did something, right? Or like, <laughs> anyways, so Ilhan is standing there very uh disapprovingly looking at uh this dude, George Santos. Now let's get back to why I'm talking about George Santos because yesterday and also previously in tweets. Or truths, one of the two. I get. I'm starting to get them confused now. But like uh, previously, during one of the tweets uh, I had about George Santos, I compared this man to Ross Matthews. Now, I don't know how well this is going to work out, considering that my computer is running very slow right now. But I'm going to see what happens. Okay. Now. Ladies and gentlemen of the esteemed audience, do you think I really believe that this is Ross Matthews? Let's see, am I frozen? I might be frozen. Hold on. Hold on. I might be frozen. Now, considering that my computer is running very <laughs> Do you hear me? Right now, okay. Hold on. Okay. Now. No, I just want to see if you guys heard what I said. Yeah, you guys could hear me. Okay, so, all right. So, do you guys really think I believe that this guy is Ross Matthews? Now, here's a photograph of George Santos, okay? Here's a photograph of Ross Matthews. Ah, see, I mean, they look nothing alike, right? I mean, even though, hey, all you got to do is fill in his eyebrows with, you know, uh, like, you know, a, a, a makeup pen, uh, tan his skin with some darker, you know, darker uh, a foundation. He's got the same hairline, right? Uh, he has the same smile, okay? Ross Matthews used to be fat, but he lost a lot of weight, right? Because I watch RuPaul's Drag Race, okay? Okay, all you guys out there who don't, who are like, oh, you know what? You know, I was also the, the biggest fan of Susie and the Banshees, you know, peekaboo, right? Yeah, big fan here. Okay, I could tell you all about him. Yeah, I have no shame, guys. You know, it doesn't matter to me. I, I watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I've seen every season. Okay, anyways. All right, so Ross, you know, and this kind of helps identify the help, right? Anyways, so, you know, these guys are not the same, even though, like, they're both gay, right? They both have twinkle toes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, it's just, it's it's fun to, it's fun to say these things, right? And, uh, you know, I mean, it's fun to assume that actors might you know, pretend to be politicians on the offseason. Now, I saw an interview with this George Santos guy and uh, Dan Ball, I think either. He, where's Dan Ball? Is he at, is he at Newsmask or O-A-N-N? -N? At Newsmask. I like Dan. Don't get me wrong. 
So, you know, and when you watch that interview between Dan Ball and George Santos, you can clearly tell that they are not the same people. But when you see George Santos on the TV screen and you can't get any interviews out of this guy and you can only get far off shots of him, he looks like Twinkle Toes Ross Matthews, okay? And then that's not to mention if you look at any of his photographs where they don't have uh, his hair for the part, it's all a feathered, it's all layered, it's all filtered, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, my point on talking about George Santos tonight at the head of the show is not about him and Ross Matthews. It's what I really think is going on with George Santos. Like this guy was obviously a ringer. Now think about it. You're in the state of New York, right? You're in an area of New York where it's been nothing but Democrats. Now also keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that we have the voting machines up there. We have election fraud and theft up there happening in the state of New York also. You know, so if you get someone like this, okay, now this, I believe George Santos is a ringer, okay? I believe he's a ringer, okay? I mean, I think he's more a ringer than a grifter. You know, I don't think he's being opportunistic. I think he was there as a plant. And the reason why you know this is because of how much the MSM is milking uh, the disgrace of this fallen Republican freshman who was is he's he's a he is a representative select okay he was going to be in his freshman season as a republican lawmaker in the state of new york which is almost unheard of on the um uh the island of long ladies and gentlemen otherwise known as long island so you know long island went red during the 2022 primary in part because george santos was also there alongside the other republicans but now do you see the shadow the shroud the shade that will be cast upon republicans in the state of new york because of this guy here okay because this guy he lied about his career he lied about his college and his degree he lied about everything like i said this guy does not almost exist at all that's why I also said, hey, is this Ross Matthews on his off-season in makeup? I mean, come on. They got masks that fit your face to the, the, the smallest wrinkle these days, guys, okay? Yeah, don't need a whole lot of makeup to make uh, George Santos out of Ross Matthews, okay? Anyways, I just thought I would share that with you guys about George Santos and just kind of what I assess. I mean, it's, 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 it's a screw job. It's a screw job on the Republican Party in, New, in the state of New York, but it doesn't really matter because they have the voting machines and that was all part of the That's not yet. Do you guys really think that Gremlin Hochul, Gremlin Hochul, do you guys really think that she won re-election or election since she was basically appointed during the first uh, few months of her uh, tenure? So, yeah, no, 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 no. It's all the machines. It's all fraud. It's all rigged. Okay, these people do not get elected. They get selected. Case in point, George Santos. And then they can run all the stories on how crooked and how deceptive Republicans and conservatives are, particularly in the state of New York, because that is where this is happening. And, uh, well, maybe Long Island will never elect another conservative ever again, ladies and gentlemen. Who knows? All right, guys. Now, here's the fun one, okay? Yeah, I had to make this one today because I was having all of these revelations, right? I mean, the, the man wants attention. We're going to give it to him. 
but maybe not the way he thought. Maybe not the way that Kanye or um, Milo or uh, Nick Fuentes imagined, right? I mean, we have a solid link between Kanye West and the Democrats because they both love Nazis. Okay, now whether you know why did we never see this before, America? Like we should have known something was up when Kanye West started going around loving Nazis, right? Because the Democrats love Nazis, right? And the Kardashians love Democrats. And uh, I'm pretty sure that Kanye West is still with them somehow, somewhere, some way, right? And he's still their golden calf, even though, you know, he's it's all about make Kanye great again, right? So anyways, you know, <laughs> we uh, talked about this yesterday where we made this dramatic connection here on the C-Report where we could finally see where these two planks connect. Like, duh, how could we not figure out that the Nazis was the glue that held Kanye and the Democrats together? And that Kanye's just an operative, just like Nick Fuentes, just like Milo Yiannopoulos and anyone who supports them, okay? Like, they're just operatives, okay? They're not expecting for people to see through their subterfuge, obfuscation, and, and, and lies and deception. But there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you can't say much more than that. Oh, wait, yeah. You can say more than that. My bad. Okay. So uh, let's see. Uh, this article today, right? Because people were like, no, no, Nick Fuentes and all of them were like, no, we can't have people linking Kanye to Democrats because then Trump will never let him have dinner with me again. You know, you know, I had another startling revelation yesterday that I think Trump would be interested to know when they have people like Nick Fuentes over to dinner for him. Who is it exactly that Nick Fuentes is, uh, you know, uh, talking about on his show? You know, that little booger would do well to go back and review all of his episodes and start censoring, deleting, and blacking out and uh, culling, right? All of the episodes where he talks crap about all of Trump's friends because he does it in about all his episodes. I mean, you know, I've seen President Trump and his friends, and I say friends, these are people that I think he, I think based on what I see, he might trust and or, you know, uh, have a little bit of faith in, 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 in media. And then you have someone like Nick Fuentes going and crapping all over them, calling them all a bunch of N-words and S-words and K-words, right? And then he wants to be America first, right? Nick Fuentes will crap all over President Trump's friends, but he says he's America first, right? Uh, Nick Fuentes is about America first as Adolf Hitler. Uh, Kanye West. You know, Kanye West is not America first. That's why he wants to run for president. If Kanye West was really America first, he would let a man who has a track record do it, sit back, and stop trying to be the classroom bozo. But it's okay. Look at him sitting up there with all these clowns that we don't hold accountable because Americans don't hold clowns accountable. Right? Anyways. So, yeah. Anyway, so we, we start talking about the link between Kanye and the Nazis and the Democrats. And now we know for a fact that Kanye is an operative because, uh, hello, Democrats love Nazis and so does Kanye. I mean, it makes sense. Trump doesn't like Nazis, okay? Trump doesn't support Hitler, but Kanye and the Nazis do. I mean, Kanye and the Democrats do. So we have a clear link here.
between Democrats and Kanye West, which means there's also a clear link between Nick Fuentes and the Democrats and a clear link between Milo Yiannopoulos and the Democrats. And that means they're all working together to bring down Trump. And, you know, if the shoe fits, if the if the birds uh, flock together, they just might have the same feather. Yeah, know what I mean? I mean, does it not make perfect sense? All of these people are attacking Trump. They're all Democrats, including Kanye West and Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos. They were never, have never, and will never be conservative, okay? Uh, they're too rich to be grifters, all right? You know, uh, Nick Fuentes is rich. Kanye West, of course, is rich. Milo Yiannopoulos, I don't know what he's rich in, but he's probably rich also. And uh, yeah, he's rich in spirit, right? Anyways, uh, so yeah, there's that. So anyways, we start talking about Nazis and Kanye and Democrats yesterday. And then we got this article coming out. Just to be resting assured, ladies and gentlemen, Kanye West is being considered the idiot of the year. Fortunately, though, for him, he's only number seven on the list. Although I don't know that someone like him might not want to be number one. I mean, that kind of nuts, right? Anyways, so Kanye wants attention, so we're giving it to him, okay? All right. So anyways, so uh, here's what we got here. Uh, idiot of the year number seven. <laughs> Kanye West. Okay, so... <laughs> Rumble wants to hear about Kanye West. Hey, you know what? Good for you guys. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm having too much fun here. I'm having too much fun here. Let's look at this real quick because we've got to talk the Twitter files today, guys. Okay. I mean, we're just opening the show right now. So uh, let's see. Idiot of the year. Now, there's a reason why I'm sharing this with you guys aside from the fact that Kanye West wants attention. Okay. Uh, but the reason why I'm sharing this with you guys is because this article here is basically going to try and shut people up on a West and Democrats. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a gander as we dive deeper into the single digits of our idiot of the year countdown. We've come to crossroads. Overall, it should be a factor, but as we are ranking the biggest imbeciles in sports, Kanye West finishes at number seven. <laughs> His damage was much worse than people ranked ahead of him to society at large, but West's impact in the sports world landed him a top 10 spot. <laughs> Congrats, you Hitler-loving anti-Semitic idiot, right? I guess the same thing could be said about the Democrats, right? Because after all, they're all about Azov Italian. So I guess that they are also Hitler-loving anti-Semites. And they might be idiots as well, you know. They might be idiots as well. Look at this, guys. Look at this. That is a genuine photograph right there, guys. That's not doctored, okay? For all of you for all of you lovelies out there, right? Check that out. You see that, guys? Do you see that? I'm not talking about the HPV on his lips. I am talking about the Balenciaga uh, chin. What, what would that be? <laughs> What is that? A protective uh, tooth brace? I don't know. Is that, or, oh wait, is that his grill? He wears a Balenciaga grill? 
with black rubber, right? Okay, yeah, they don't do gold grills with Balenciaga. They do black rubber balls, right? And they stuff them in your mouth, okay? <laughs> I mean, that's right in line with Balenciaga and all of their S&M and M&M bondage stuff, right? Yes, that's right. I do M&Ms. <laughs> Okay, for those unaware, Kanye West went on an anti-Semitic tirade where he supported the Democrats' love for the Azov Battalion and the Nazis in Ukraine by saying that he too would welcome Zelensky to the Capitol. No, just kidding. It doesn't Let's say that West went on an anti-Semitic tirade on social media. Okay, that's all. <laughs> that's all I had to say about that, guys. You think I'm gonna you think I'm gonna spend a lot of time on this loser? They're all losers, guys. These guys are all losers. And now we have Kanye directly linked to the Democrats. Hopefully that takes care of him. Hopefully President Trump will be able to recognize from this day forward, and hopefully the rest of America will be able to recognize from this day forward that Kanye West does not have any interest of America restoring this republic, saving this nation, securing elections. He has no track record, okay, whatsoever. I don't care if he got on the rafters in some some concert at some, uh, you know, some coliseum or arena, and he got up there and started saying, F the radio, F the radio, this is part of my programming, so this way I can con everyone into thinking that, uh, you know, uh, I'm on their side. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to go buddy up to Trump and I'm going to go and I'm going to run for president as a Republican, just like Elon Musk. And you, you know what? The con is in and everyone figured me out. I'm a loser. I'm Kanye West. All right, America, that's all I had to say. <laughs> okay, guys, moving right along. All right, what do we got going on now? Oh, you'll have to give me a second. I don't know. I mean, I mean, modeled a lot tonight. Okay, so uh, let's make some adjustments to the screen here. And uh, I'm going to do one other thing. So you guys hang tight. I just uh, don't want to have to deal with these. I mean, we are running way too slow right now. Okay, it's like, this is ridiculous. Okay, hold on. Hold the door, America. I've got to make an adjustment. So just hold on tight. Here, uh, let's do this real quick. Hmm. What shall I regale you with, ladies and gentlemen? What shall I regale you with? Hmm. Here we go. Let's do this. Greatest prayers that we've ever had. I'm just I'm too emotional. But I really thankful that I've been invited here, so. Tell me what, what makes you emotional about the president? What he's done for the country, all his policy changes, what he's done for black and brown Americans, and um, what he's done for Hispanic people. And this, uh, I'm trying to think. I like the way he talks, period. You know, he's not scared of anything. Trump does not lie. I'll tell you that much, man. He says, that's what I said, I must stick to it. Whether you like it or not, I'm staying there. Best thing about the event is the positivity. You know, it's 
It's not about the past. It's not about racism. It's not about slavery. It's about how things are going so well right now. That's the best thing about it. Trump has done so many fantastic things, not only for, you know, what you think the white people or the rich people, but for the black people, for the Asian people, for the Latino people, for everyone. There is a growing danger that threatens every blessing our ancestors fought so hard for, struggled, they bled to secure. Our nation is witnessing a merciless campaign to wipe out our history, to fame our heroes, erase our values, and indoctrinate our children. Angry mobs are trying to tear down statues of our founders, to face our most sacred memorials, and unleash a wave of violent crime in our cities. Many of these people have no idea why they're doing this, but some know exactly what they are doing. We are the nation that gave rise to the Wright brothers, Clara Barton, Jesse Owens, George Patton, General George Patton. They think the American people are weak and soft and submissive. But no, the American people are strong and proud, and they will not allow our country and all of its values, history, and culture to be taken from them. They want to silence us, but we will not be silenced. We stand tall, we stand proud, and we only kneel to Almighty God. It is time for our politicians to summon the bravery and determination of our American ancestors. It is time to plant our flag and to protect the greatest of this nation for citizens of every race, in every city, and every part of this glorious land. Make no mistake, this left-wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the American Revolution. In so doing, they would destroy the very civilization that rescued billions from poverty, disease, violence, and hunger and that lifted humanity to new heights of achievement, discovery, and progress. To make this possible, they are determined to tear down every statue, symbol, and memory of our national heritage. America's destiny is in our sights. America's heroes are embedded in our hearts. America's future is in our hands. And ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come.
I am back. Sorry about that, guys. And thank you. I'm going to see if that worked. I just uh, we had to take that little bit of a break because I need to see if I can't get this to run a bit quicker than it was running previously to that. Let's uh, let's do this real quick test. Yeah, it's still running a little slow, but uh, let's see what we can do with it either way. It's a little bit quicker than it was before. All right, guys, thanks for hanging in there with me for that. And I apologize if your stream is coming up uh, kind of choppy today. Actually, I, don't, I really don't know how it looks on y'all's side. I know on my end, it's really slow right now. So, okay. All right, guys. Uh, maybe you guys give me a five by five if everything's coming out okay on your end. That would be great as well. Okay. All righty, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes, we have President Trump on the screen. That's because uh, it is time for some Trump truths, ladies and gentlemen. It's always important that we hear the words of our president. It's been said before. It will be said again, ladies and gentlemen. Don't think anyone has any onus on that. All right, here we go. What is going on over there? Hold on. Let me see what's up in the chat rooms real quick. And uh, thanks for being here if you're live with us. Be you at uh, Rumble, be you at Pilled, be you at uh, Twitch or Odyssey. I haven't said hello yet. Let me say hello real quick. All right. Good evening, Tam Growl. Hello, Angel. How are you doing today, Sergeant Sparky? Great to see you in the audience, sir. And thank you for always having such entertaining stickers. D-Patriot1776, good to see you, ma'am. Aurelius Locke, as always, great to see you, sir. All right, Tam Growl in the house. 123SKG is back. Good evening with the C-Team. <laughs> awesome. Very cool, very cool, very cool. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in, everyone. Uh, D-Patriot, give my love and say hello. <laughs> <laughs> where jack dorsey thank you dpc d patriot tam Grout, yes thank you suckabuck says d patriot about suzanne that's the name of the person over at youtube isn't it tam why did you guys tell me my screen is all jacked up hold on <laughs> we can't be having this jacked up -ness here while we're live okay we have to look professional at least we have to try and look professional right <laughs> We have to try and look professional. Suzanne Wojcicki. Spelling, says D-Patriot1776. Yeah, Suzanne O'Tube. That's right. Aurelius Locks says I'm a bench warmer. The C-Team. Cool. Yeah, that's who you are. All right. <laughs> Sergeant Sparky. I love that. Uh, what was the name of that again? That's uh. There was a name for that version of Jesus. Wasn't it like the feel-good Jesus? Anyways, okay, I can't remember. <laughs> See, Tam Growl said I was roboting. You guys let me know how I'm doing now. I tried to fix it. <laughs> Aurelius Locke says, your pooter is not keeping up so well. Choppy vid and roboting. Yeah, I'm getting throttled pretty bad on my side of the screen here. I think I took care of it a little bit, but it's it's a lot of throttle, guys. I have the best, fastest internet. I'm telling you guys, the, the best that the plan could buy, right? Not that I'm paying for it, but like, Thong Chaser, what's up? Good to see you. 
I did melt, didn't I? Now I'm five by five. Okay, I'm four by four. It's better than it's better than by zero by zero, right? Off and on, but better. Nineteen by twenty says Tam Growl. Casual GG, what's up? Good evening. Good to see you, ma'am. Listening and saying hello. And then uh, G Ross is in the house. All right, guys. What's up, G Ross? Thanks for the cookie. Good to see you, Buddy Christ. Yes, that was the name of it, Buddy Christ. He's all. I love that buddy Christ is one of my favorite anyways. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Let's get serious guys. It's time for some news. All right. We're going to listen to the words of our president. And the first thing that we're going to listen to, we're going right over to the pages of president Trump's truth social. Thank you for that. G Ross, buddy Christ. <laughs> I will forget now. Okay. Uh, first thing we're going to do. It re it reset itself. Jeez, Louise, ladies and Louise. Does anyone know Louise? Louise. Okay, all right. What's this? Okay, so let's take a gander. We're looking for. He does have some truths today. Uh, there is a short video I do want to share. It's a minute long, right? Whoever heard of a minute long President Trump video? I tell you what, it's almost a travesty. Ex-FBI Twitter lawyer questioned why Trump was not censored over optimistic COVID tweet documents show. Jim Baker, Twitter's former deputy general counsel, contacted high-ranking execs to ask why a Trump tweet was not in violation of the company's COVID-19 policy. And that's from the Daily Caller. Uh, we're not going to read that. I was actually going to share that story with you guys yesterday um, about Jim Baker and, uh, you know, his COVID thing with President Trump. It's yesterday's news, but President Trump did say in regards to this, let's go ahead and see what President Trump had to say. He said, the FBI tried, there we go, the FBI tried to shut me down when I was being positive and way ahead of the curve. No pun intended, I'm sure, as opposed to governors that shut their states down even for short periods. And, you know, that's another reason why we listened to the Wayne Allen Root show yesterday when he uh, interviewed President Trump. President Trump, you should hear what Nick Fuentes says about Wayne Allen Root, by the way. Anyways, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't. Okay. Maybe it's not worth your time. Anyhow, and you know, I wouldn't be worth my time either, right? Unless that guy were being snuck in by Milo Yiannopoulos and uh, Kanye West to sit down and have dinner with him and then be used to frame him for being anti-Semitic because that's what Nick Fuentes is there for, right? How much money do you think Nick Fuentes is gonna, got? How much money do you think he received for all the headlines that he, he got painting President Trump as a anti-Semite because he was sitting at the same dinner, dinner table? It was not... Uh, it was not just Kanye West, guys. Nick Fuentes, anti-Semite, right? Okay, so anyways, anyways, that's what he's there for, guys. I told you about this, like, during the summertime, okay? told we I identified Nick Fuentes for the operation operative that he is the minute I saw his show, okay? And I only watched a few episodes about all I could stomach, but uh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was tagged a long time ago as a fake patriot, a rhino, basically, you know, Anyways, so uh, getting back to President Trump here, you know, we played Wayne Allen Root's 
interview Trump yesterday for a very specific reason, because there are some things that we need to be reminded about. There's some things that we need to remember when we're talking about the track record of someone who will be running for president, nay, someone who we will be voting for, for president, not just someone who's running for president. You know, now you want to stack Mike Pompeo, General Flynn and Ron DeSantis and their track record against President Trump's track record. I say do it. Let's get uh, let's get some graphs. Let's get some bar graphs, some line graphs. Let's see who has a better track record of restoring this republic, of saving this nation and making America great again. Because as far as I'm concerned, of those four men, only President Trump stands out above all of them, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, none of them have anything on his track record. Not one of those men, not Ron DeSantis, not General Michael Flynn, who calls uh, people who believe in Q imbeciles, right? Now, and that's weird to me. Someone very wise said to me, it's okay to change your mind as long as you don't change your character. And every time I ever turd, every turd, right? Every time I ever turd, <laughs> Every time I ever heard General Flynn speak about, speak to patriots, okay, not, not talk about Q. Let, let's leave Q out of this. But every time I heard him speak to patriots, who incidentally happened to all be Q followers, it was always all, where we go one, we go all, trust the plan, white hat this, white hat that. And now General Flynn has changed his character. He's turned into a heel. And now he's like, I don't believe in Q and all those imbeciles who follow him. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm not, I want to talk about reality. I want to talk about the real world. That's what General Flynn says now. That's not the same General Flynn I remember from the last four or five years, which is weird to me. I don't understand what's going on because this guy basically made a fortune off of Q supporters and now he's calling them stupid imbeciles. Those are his words, not mine. Okay, we played the interview here. I was surprised because all I wanted to do was prove that General Flynn was not a traitor to Trump because he didn't use the NFT trader cards against Trump. And then in the same interview, I hear him calling Q followers an imbecile when every single good-hearted person I know might happen to be a Q follower and they all love General Flynn. But now he's calling them stupid. And now you know what you're talking about, my friends, General Flynn. So I got issues. I'm just saying. Stack his track record up against President Trump's track record. He's got nothing. Okay. Nothing. Literally. All right. How about uh, Pompeo? Do I need to say anything else, America? Anyway, guys. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. So uh, President Trump has my vote, America. I hope this loud mouth, uh, you know, son of a delivery man might uh, <laughs> reach some of you guys. But think about the logic, the common sense, the sensibilities, guys. Who has the track record for restoring this republic, saving this nation, refortifying, if not resurrecting the Constitution of the United States of America, making us energy independent, bringing back manufacturing jobs and income to the United States of America? Who has that track record? Nobody. Nobody has that track record, America. So I'm just telling you, the only one who does is President Trump. Okay. He's the only one, America. Okay. Let's not let's not be the Harris County corrupt county officials and hire someone who's known to botch elections in Washington, DC and have them run our elections. Right. Do you see what the yeah, okay? 
Yeah, let's not hire deep staters, globalist influenced people, people who are beholden to uh, the Council for National Policy, the Council for National Policy, the Council for National Policy. Tell me, Mike Pompeo, because you're so good at busting all these Chinese spies. How many of them work with the Council for National Policy? That's what I want to know. I mean, I know that's mainly a Democrat thing to work with the communists, but come on. At some point, these oligarchs who are controlling the Republican Party of the United States of America are going to be beholden to the Chinese if the Democrats are. I'm just saying. Council for National Policy. All right. Okay. So moving right along. Let's see what else President Trump has to say tonight. This should be fun. Okay. We've got a statement. Here we go. The fake and corrupt news is only getting worse. As an example, I agreed to do a short telephone interview for a once very good, but now on its last legs and failing New York magazine. The reporter was a shaky and unattractive whack job known as tough, but dumb as a rock, who actually wrote a decent story about me a long time ago. Her name, Olivia Nutsey. <laughs> not to be confused with Nazis and not to be confused with Nutso, the old ice cream cone bar that I used to enjoy as a child, right? Olivia Nutsey. Anyway, the story was fake news. Her anonymous sources duh, don't exist. True with many writers. <laughs> and I'm happily fighting hard for our great United States of America. Love it, love it, love it. Want more of it, President Trump. All right, so let's go here. All right. I want to quote truth. <laughs> I know I don't need to put at real Donald Trump because I'm responding to his. Because <laughs> I'm responding to him. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. The joys of sea tweets coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. At real Donald Trump. Fake news. Oh, wait. Let's capitalize news, right? Fake news gonna fake. <laughs> That's a tribute to you, Skeeter Burke. All right. Okay. There we go. <laughs> okay. Next one. <clears throat> Very interesting, says President Trump, because until recently, the political hacks and thugs of the highly partisan January 6th Unselect Committee were seldom talking about your favorite president, me, as it related to the protest on election fraud. Number one, as president, I have total immunity. Number two, I did nothing wrong. You know, that makes sense, guys. Think about it. Think about this, guys. Riddle me this, ladies and gentlemen of the audience. Riddle me this, America. If Congress has unconstitutional congressional immunity, why does that exclude the president? You would think if Congress has congressional immunity, the president would have like a higher immunity, right? Do you see why we need to get rid of a immunity? <laughs> why didn't people ever think about that before, right? You know, if they have congressional immunity and they can go spouting lies in the hallways of Congress, not on the floor of the Capitol, not down where they do their lawmaking, but in the hallways, right? If, if Adam Schiff can go to a skiff 
and he can uh, conspire to bring down a duly elected president and not get in trouble for it because he has congressional immunity outside of Capitol Hill and in the hallways of Congress, then why does it not apply towards presidents or is it just towards President Trump that that does not apply? Would that work for Bush and for Clinton and for Obama, but not for Trump? I don't know, guys. Something seems kind of unfair and unbalanced here. Are we watching a CNN news report? <laughs> the question must be asked. Oh, Aurelius Locke says, I'm still in with Flynn. You go, boy. And Aurelius Locke also says, Pompeo and Cotton need to stick to the China issues. They're either lost on the Ukraine thing or complicit war hawks. Well, you know, I do read enemy papers, Mr. Aurelius Locke. And uh, Syria is considered an enemy of America, even though uh, I'm pretty sure there's some kind of illegal regime change that you're trying to do over there because... Uh, well, I'm pretty sure Assad has nothing to do with the central bankers of, uh, you know, the debt collectors, the debt slavers, the globalists. I'm pretty sure he probably wants to make a gold-backed currency. Anyways, so, you know, the Syrian papers say that Tom Cotton's involved in a huge child sex operating uh, trafficking operation in the Middle East. But I... I've never shared that with you guys until today. Anyways, I don't know. I don't follow Tom Cotton. I like Tom Cotton. Uh over Tom Cotton after that um, child sex trafficking thing, you know, because the people of Syria have apparently the people of Syria have written to Tom Cotton and they've given him evidence on uh, the American NGOs running child sex slave rings out of Syria with their NGOs. OK, they they doll up the little Syrian girls like, you know, the women over there can't even get dressed like that with makeup and all that stuff. OK. And that's what I was reading in Syrian enemy papers about Tom Cotton. I'm just saying, I don't know if it's true or not. I mean, how could we know if that's true or not? Other than the fact that they're trying to get rid of the NGOs that are linked to the United States of America, that Tom Cotton, and they're apparently in his, where, where's Tom Cotton at? Arkansas or Louisiana or, or Alabama? He's in one of those states. Anyway, they've written to him, they, they've consulted him, and he's ignored them. And they've shown him pictures and photographs and stuff like that of little Syrian girls dressed up like no woman in the Middle East can. But for some reason, there's a modeling agency that's sponsored by someone in Arkansas over in Syria or somewhere in the Middle East. And Tom Cotton's not doing anything about it, but I get it. They're enemies, and we need regime change. And the, I don't know, the Council for National Policy. Anyways, okay, so uh, hey, Thong Chaser, thanks for gifting the can. Tam Growl, thank you for gifting the can as well. Oh, you guys dropped some cans and some cookies. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Um, anyways, guys, you're just going to get it straight. The way I saw it, the way I read it. I haven't looked into it, but that's what I saw. That's what I read. So anyways, getting back to this. Number one, as president, I have total immunity. Again, if traitorous scum can have congressional immunity. I don't understand why President Trump would not be afforded the same. It's a rhetorical question. Number two, I did nothing wrong. Then the committee members, mostly the same sleaze that pushed the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, started saying that Trump did it. Even Shifty Schiff got into the act again. Sad. Indeed it is, sir. Indeed it is. We'll have to reach that one. All right. 
I certainly hope I didn't give you people out there uh, <laughs> any kind of uh, what is that that what is that thing called again? Where your worldview is kind of like a shaken. <laughs> Who else has told you that about Tom Cotton? I'm just saying. All right. Title 42 is saving what's left of our country, says President Trump. Ending it on top of our incredible but navigated in Mexico policy would greatly speed up the destruction of our country. Both could have been put into the horrendous Mitch McConnell-inspired gift to the Democrats and China ominous bill. What a disaster this administration, coupled with the almost as bad rhinos, is just can't get any president. I appreciate your optimism. Realistically speaking, and you know I am an everlasting optimist, it could get worse. <laughs> It could get worse. I would also, I would also uh, raise a soft objection to uh, the rhinos being almost as bad as the Democrats. Uh, no, I think they're worse, honestly. You know, and I'm not trashing the party. I'm trashing the people in the party, the rhinos, right? So we should get that uh, correct as well. You know. Uh. We've already seen this video from Jean Voight about uh, Avoid, about uh, saving America, right? And uh, the nation being in decline. So we will go ahead and, uh, well, we'll like it one more. Oh, I already liked it and I already retruthed it. Never mind. We won't do it again then. We are a nation in serious decline, a failing nation. Somehow we will make America great again. All right. Let's see here. The stealing of the presidency 2020. Where's this from? Newsbusters. Uh, I'm interested to know what they'll say. I'll save that for myself for later. Okay. Lovin! Isn't this one of the NFT traders, right? Anyways, okay. <laughs> How the hell you appoint a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden? Oh, okay. All right. Still useful, Lovin. I guess we'll have to ignore you. Okay, the shameful January 6th trial and the puppet press. Oh, what's this? Sasha Stone? Wait, isn't Sasha Stone like... I know I've heard the name Sasha Stone before. I don't remember where. But it was not in the best of light. Okay. I'll save that for later. Okay, I will save that for later because I don't know... Hi, I'm... What? This isn't going to sound like what a regular podcast. Oh, it's a podcast. How weird. Okay, anyways. All right, we'll save that. I'll save that for myself for later. Okay. Uh, Democrat-run cities are more dangerous than war zones. Yes, we know that. There's a lesbian. Okay, uh, let's see here. Western Journal. Uh, flashback to when things were better. Melania Trump's White House Christmas decorations throughout the year. Oh, I want to see this, guys. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I go to the opening of an envelope for Melania Trump, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> I love Melania. Okay. Let's take a gander. Uh, we're going to, we're going to take a quick reprieve to appreciate the skill. Ah, that is not Melania Trump. Okay. 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. That's a big whoa. Oh, look at this, guys. The oh, newsbusters. That's the people who uh, that's the people who Truth Social awarded my handle to, even though they're MRC. They're not MRC TV, and I was there before them. I I signed up in like November, right? And they went live in when April, and then uh, six months later, without even consulting me. After I've already spent all of this time, energy, and money onto my handle, not to mention promoting the hell out of Truth Social, they gave away my handle to MRC TV, okay? And they're not even MRC TV, they're MRC, and they're also funded by the Policy for National Council, or the Council for National Policy, okay? Yeah, that's right, now I got a link, these assholes, no, not them, the ones at Truth Social who did it to me, not President Trump, he doesn't do it, not Devin Nunes, he's not the one who did it, it's, it's one of their little... One of their little rhino workers, because they've got rhinos working at Truth Social, just so you guys know. In case you were not aware, all is not well in the world of Truth Social. There is something that smells very rotten at Truth Social, and it's called some of their employees who are rhinos, okay? And they work there. And that, and guess what, guys? President Trump does not see his Truth Social all the time, all right? You have people who are, okay, when you're wondering why Trump is reposting things from people who betrayed him, like the Washington Examiner, it's the people who are handling his account. Okay, I don't know if it's Ali Akbar or who it is, but there are people of that ilk, the John McCain, the Carl Rove people. They're all there at Truth Social also. I don't know why Devin Nunes hired these people, but he did, okay? And so they are there at Truth Social. And I'm not saying that they're the ones who are responsible for giving away my hand. You see how my handle on the screen here says, right, am I pointing it to it right, right? You see how my handle there says MRCTV underscore? Yeah, it just used to be MRC TV, okay? And then MRC TV, who's funded by Council for National Policy, the oldest, no, uh, um, dark money think tank, do tank in Washington, D.C. that's been funding all the rhinos that you guys know and love and the ones that you don't know yet, but you never knew the connection because you didn't know that the Council for National Policy was a rhino think tank, right? That's funding these people, okay? And these people were also appearing on Alex Jones's show and all these other places, ladies and gentlemen. They're all involved in it, okay? So now you have... Okay, sorry, guys. I didn't realize I was... I didn't realize Newsbusters was uh, the Media Research Center funded by the Council for National Policy, okay? So I didn't know that. Now I know that. And that's where that's coming from, this animus that's bursting forth from within my soul, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but I want to see about Melania Trump's Christmas decoration. <laughs> that's what i'm here for ladies and gentlemen let's look at them here it comes all right yeah that's right it's it's different when people who are not on contract are doing things like this isn't it right it's different when people who are not tied to anyone else are doing things like this isn't it right i'll call you out on your bs all of you guys Okay, the Western Journal, flashback to when things were better. Melania Trump's White House Christmas decorations throughout the years. We get to have, I, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. I don't know about you guys. I'm going to enjoy this. No one at Foxhole is going to enjoy I lost my audience. Okay, anyways. Okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. And, uh, you know, I don't... <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Does this expand a bit? 
everyone's like, we don't want to see Christmas vacations. We want to know about we want to know about the news. Okay, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a moment to appreciate. <laughs> we're gonna take a moment to appreciate the beauty. All right, the beauty. Yeah. Okay. My. <laughs> okay. There we go. I was like, my computer's frozen. Guys, I'm just telling you, my my net is running really slow today, so bear with me. Okay. All right. Let us. First Lady Jill Biden has overseen some. What? Actually, I've never seen Jill Biden's uh, decorating skills uh, to judge them, but I know she has terrible taste and she cannot dress herself. So I am thinking that she probably has horrible, if not deplorable, decorating skills. That would be my guess, right? Okay, we're taking a detour into uh, Martha Stewart over here in case any of you guys were wondering. So chill out, all right? But it cannot compare to what Melania Trump produced while she was in the White House. This is not to be political or overly critical of the decorating work of uh, that person. And uh, this person makes no claims of expertise in decoration or interior to show me the pictures it's just i know beauty when i see it i feel the same way writer of this article and melania trump added glamour and impeccable taste in presenting the people's white house for the holiday seasons while she was there for comparison let's look at the biden's decorations for 2021 <laughs> i don't even know what they look like i never cared to look because i'm pretty sure it was like a, a, a sound stage or something anyways right uh, in the video, you'll see nothing exceptional about the shooting stars and blue and yellow circles hanging in the East Room to represent frontline workers. Decorations in the China Room were nice, but the beauty of the scene was embedded in the appearance of the room itself. The same can be said for the Grand Foyer, along with the East Room, the Red Room, and the Blue Room, although the Blue Room had an impressive Christmas tree. Okay, so here's Jill Biden's decorations. Are you ready? Let's see. I mean, like I said, guys, she has bad taste. She cannot dress herself. Okay, let's see how she does. Boy, they're like, it's that bad, huh? <laughs> it's that bad that the video doesn't want to play. Hold on. That's In so each low. room, we tell a story of gifts from the heart. In the East Room, we see the gift of service with stars representing the front lovers who brought light to our lives the darkest days. In the chat room, reminded of how a simple table can become something that's sacred and special when we come together to break bread in love and friendship. In the Vermeer room, we honor the visual arts with paintbrushes and... I, I'm sorry, I needed a higher quality video. I mean, I could clearly see it was crap, okay? <laughs> It looked like, I I don't know. I don't want to uh, diminish the abilities of any particular group, class, or anything, guys. But that looked pretty bad, okay? <laughs> and it was in the lowest quality video format as well, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying, okay?
I'm just saying. Hopefully we get just some photographs, right, of what Melania did. I've already seen some photographs of Melania's White House. It's beautiful during Christmas time, okay? It's beautiful. Like, beautiful. So, uh, anyhow. There we go. Now we can see the... Now we can see... The uh, absolute wretched horror that is uh, Jill Biden's fashion sense and decoration style. Okay. <laughs> Here. We see the gift of service with shooting stars representing the frontline workers who brought light to our lives in the darkest days. In the child, we're reminded of how a simple table can become something sacred and when we come together to break bread in love and Uh, Aurelius Locke says they took away your uh, they took away your free your high speed internet Wi Fi and they gave it away to undocumented undocumented migrants for free. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, sir. I wouldn't doubt it. Okay, are you ready to talk again, Jill? Okay, I mean, couldn't they just have photos? Why do we have to have a video? Oh, you know what? Just so you guys are aware, because I I know I've mentioned before, but I haven't really meant it to the audience officially you realize that what i'm doing is i'm getting you guys ready for the uh mid to end of january okay uh because i will not be doing reports from the c studios most likely because uh you know well my mom will be going into surgery and i will be tending to her after her surgery and uh this the wi-fi over there is about as good as what you're experiencing right now okay <laughs> So I'm just trying to get you guys ready for, you know, in a couple of weeks when I won't be in my normal location doing this. And uh, I will be uh, I will be uh, uh, you know, doing my duty for my family and I will be uh, still attempting to bring you news every night. OK, so anyways, you know what? You're right. You're right. G. Ross. G. Ross says the Internet is wise. <laughs> it says our ears would hurt too much if we heard Jill Biden. You know what? You're right. And when you're right, you're right. OK, <laughs> so scrapping jill biden okay all right let me uh the green room okay girl okay g ross's ears are bleeding and mine are about to so we're not gonna watch your uh, poor pitiful decorations anymore jill biden sorry okay so <laughs> <clears throat> all right so uh can i see melania's yet oh oh wait, wait. oh this is our 2022 how about we do this? What if I mute it? I just want to see it, okay? <laughs> you know what? Screw you, YouTube. Okay, all right. Suzanne Tube. And you know what? We're going to have to scrap this entire article if they don't have photographs of Melania's Christmas. I mean, hmm.
They're like, when all else fails, throttle the internet. Nothing else worked. <laughs> In other words, all else failed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, queen! This is what I'm talking about right here. Okay. Okay, I'm going to let that buffer for a little bit. Okay, because I want to see this. Maybe if we went to the pages of YouTube, of Suzanne Tube, right? I don't guarantee that it all worked better here. You know, this, this, uh, yeah, we might not even be able to watch that video I wanted to watch earlier. How about we, oh, look at that. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. Okay, hold on. Here, enjoy. I gotta say, G. Ross, it played that video with no problem. Okay. <laughs> that was awesome, guys. That was awesome. That was just 2017, unfortunately. I'm not even going to try and pull up the rest of the years, guys. <laughs> We've got the Twitter files to talk about. Oh, I want to see the video. Okay. <laughs> they got 2018, 2019, and 2020. Okay, maybe we'll do it on a, a, another episode or something like that, right? When Christmas is already well behind us and we need to be reminded of that holiday cheer. Anyways, okay. That was nice. That was lovely. I wish I could show you guys more, but my internet is just not acting right tonight, guys. Okay, as you guys can tell, I'm roboting and all these other fidgeting things over here. So uh, I apologize again, but there's not much I can do about it. Okay. So, uh, all right, work with me now, internet. Here, let me take this thing off again. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I need to keep talking so this way the uh, podcast audience. I'm waiting for my computer to, like, catch up with itself. It's still not filling itself, guys. Oh, what's this? Oh, it's the 2020 Christmas decorations. Okay, hold on. <laughs> no, guys, we can't. We cannot do it. I know you want to, but we can't. All right. We need to uh, finish with where we're going today. Okay, let me close that one. Let me uh, 
Get that adjusted right there. Okay. Hold on, guys. I'm getting the not responding signal from my internet. Okay, there it goes. All right, there it goes. All right, here's the next one. And I'm saving that one for myself. Okay. Here we go. Maybe. Maybe. Tam Growl, turn up your volume. <laughs> you need to uh, finish. Yeah, turn up your volume, Tam Growl. Okay. <laughs> well, I might have been muted when you said muted, but currently I ain't. All right, let me uh, get this adjusted. I apologize, guys. I am sorry. I don't. I. Could not expect. I mean, you know, when uh, dude, the shadow control over my keyboard didn't work, when screwing with my monitor didn't work, when uh, toggling between whatever I'm doing here didn't work, now they're throttling. Oh, and, and, and also when taking snapshots and muting out certain words didn't work, now they're throttling my internet. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I don't mind. I have the patience of mountains. That's what people don't understand when they're like, how the heck does this guy put up? I have patience, ladies and gentlemen, until I don't, but I do. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Oh, it's me in and out. Don't get that wrong, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, you might be waiting some time for me to run out of patience. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay, guys, we're, I think we're back. We're still running slow, but we're back. And if you're hanging in there, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you. Because it is not easy to watch a live stream when they're roboting and up and there's not a good signal. And I have the best internet, but I can't tell you why it's acting like this right now. Oh, are we done with President Trump's statements? We are done, gentlemen. We have made it through all of the statements for today. All right. You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. You know what that means. That means it's time to move on to some news and headlines. All right. So, what, ah, this is what I was going for. All right. This is now we are here, ladies and gentlemen. Now, before we jump into the Twitter files, we will, you know, because yesterday, uh, you know, the Twitter files were kind of put on the back burner because we had to talk about Carrie Lake and uh, what's going on in Arizona because our elections were stolen. Ladies and gentlemen, enough people are talking about the Twitter files. I'm sure that my perspective is not going to allow some side of some sort of insight or enlightenment that no one else had, even though typically that is what happens here at the show. Uh, but let's talk real quick about the Lake lawsuit for election theft in Arizona. Now, as you guys know, as of yesterday and over the holiday weekend, the judge that is Superior Court Judge Thompson threw out the case, okay, basically said no. And uh, then we, in, in, in due fashion, just as we had expected, ladies and gentlemen, just as we had expected, Katie Hobbs made every attempt to sanction the lawyers, the legal team of, of Carrie Lake and Carrie Lake herself, right? And you know, I'm sorry, Katie, I'm sorry, as hard as I try, I just cannot seem to find an attractive photo of you. Is that my fault? I tried. 
You know, I tried, okay? You know, no matter how hard I try to find an attractive photo of Katie Hobbs, it just does not happen, okay? <laughs> Look at Carrie's basically laughing at her. Anyway, yeah. Here's another one, okay? <laughs> hey, I don't, you know, they make money for me, okay? Like, I don't have to go searching long and deep to find an ugly photo of Katie Hobbs, okay? They're everywhere, all right? You guys should have seen her when she used to sport that Sonic the Hedgehog lesbian hairdo she used to have. Like, <laughs> and Katie's like, stop making fun of me. I'm Katie Hobbs. I'm the governor of Arizona. You can't make fun of me. I selected myself. Okay. <laughs> there we go. That's better. Okay. You see that? Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm sorry, Katie. You just have that face. Okay. You just have that face. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, so uh, Katie Hobbs' legal team, in a most predictable fashion, attempted to sanction the legal team of Carrie Lake over there in Maricopa County, Arizona, for bringing, what, unwarranted, unjust, unduel type of uh, litigation, you know? Needless to say, and I would say also with a sense of great relief, ladies and gentlemen, because we didn't know where this was going to go yesterday, right? Because depending on how this judge ruled on the sanctions could very well possibly determine, if not, lend some kind of a bias towards any court that this might be appealed to. That was at least my fear, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but uh, in a uh, surprising turn of events, and I don't seem to have my banner anymore, uh, we had the judge, the same judge, right, rule that... Uh, Katie Hobbs' legal team could not, could not sanction the uh, Carrie Lake legal team. So that was, uh, I would say that was probably to a great bit of relief, ladies and gentlemen. Where is my banner? Well, everything's running slow today. Apparently, saving my banners is running slow today as well. Hold on. See if you can't. If I put it somewhere else, maybe. Nope. I don't see it there. Okay. Bye. This is just one of those Tuesdays, right? You would almost think it's a Monday, ladies and gentlemen, but it is not. Okay. All right. So let's talk a little bit about this so we can move on to the Twitter files. We'll at least get through one of them today, hopefully. Um, and if this thing doesn't take any longer, you know, it's going to be because of the fact that my internet was being throttled tonight that, uh, we weren't able to get to the Twitter files. Okay. They're going to be, everyone's going to be like, you're nothing but clickbait, Mr. C. You used to be beautiful. What have you been reduced to clickbait? <laughs> you got a picture of Kanye West and a bunch of Nazis on the screen with Democrats. And, uh, now you're, uh, saying you're going to talk about the Twitter files and then you're going on about Melania Trump and her Christmas decorations. Have a good night, Mr. Aurelius Lockspoon, to you as well, sir. <laughs> God bless you, Aurelius Lockspoon. Please safe out there, and thank you for being a friend, my sir. Uh, my friend. <laughs> okay, let's look at this article. This comes from the CIA itself, right? Isn't Reuters CIA, or am I thinking of someone else? Is that the AP? 
is the AP CIA or is Reuters CIA? I forget which one is CIA. Anyways, okay. So Arizona judge rejects governor-elect's request to sanction election denier. What the heck is an election denier? Did anyone ever hear Carrie Lake deny anyone their right to vote or deny anyone their right to participate in election? Did anyone ever hear Carrie Lake deny that elections exist? That makes no sense. Election denier? I mean, the woman's fighting for the rights for us to uh, uh, vote. She's fighting for election security, transparency, and yet there's denies elections. She denies elections. Are you sure you want to run with that CIA Reuters or whomever you are? I mean, do you see why you guys lose your credibility? Because everyone can assess a track record just by watching them, especially if they're on a campaign trail for over 500 days. You know, when someone's on the campaign trail for over 500 days, you kind of get to learn their character, who they are, what makes the tick, you know, what, you know, you just, you kind of get to know someone, especially when you're doing Ask Me Anything and you're stopping everywhere, every county in the state that you're running for governor. You kind of pick up on patterns, behavior, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And yet Reuters wants us to believe that Carrie Lake is an election denier. You know, the time is going to come when all of these mainstream, shamestream, lamestream, fake news, mockingbird, propaganda, legacy media press places are simply going to have to change their rhetoric because it makes no sense. Oh, it's great for the chilling effect. It's great to demonize but ladies and gentlemen, it makes no sense. And you know what? If it makes no sense, then it's probably wrong, right? You know, if Chewbacca wants to live on Endor with a bunch of Wookiees, which makes no sense, okay? <laughs> Wait, no, never mind. Never mind. I just cannot do Star Wars analogies. Okay, let's read about Carrie Lake and this judge denying the selected governor, the governor select, the criminal, the election criminal, the election thief, right? Katie Hobbs was like, I am a vote thief. Dur, 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 dur. I am a vote thief. Wah, 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 wah. I am a vote thief. Okay, anyways, there's a song. I'll show it to you guys sometime. Anyways, all right, so uh, <laughs> let's read this. <laughs> this is from the CIA. All right, it says, uh, an Arizona judge on Tuesday rejected Democrat governor-elect select, let's not get it twisted, Reuters, selected Katie Hobbs request to... Uh, uh, <clears throat> to sanction defeated Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake over her failed effort, according to them, to overturn the state's election results. Lake had filed a lawsuit alleging voter fraud and challenging the counting and certification of the November electoral contest. We all know, guys, okay, look, even they cannot find an attractive photograph of Katie Hobbs. Look at that. <laughs> She's got, like, a long and despairing face. On Monday, Hobbs and Maricopa County Deputy Attorney asked the court to sanction Lake and her attorneys, alleging that Lake had filed a groundless lawsuit for a frivolous pursuit. Yeah, Kanye West is probably going to make a rap song out of that. 
You like a groundless lawsuit for a worthless pursuit. I'm Kanye West. Vote for Kanye West. Right. Anyways, okay. So uh, sanctions are usually in the form of a financial penalty imposed by a judge for violation of a court rule or misconduct. Hobbs had asked the court to award her over $600,000 to compensate for fees and expenses in defending against Lake's lawsuit. Maricopa County Inferior Court Judge Peter Thompson said in Tuesday's ruling that Lake's claims in the lawsuit were not groundless. So that's interesting right there, guys. The judge, even though he threw out the case, said that they were not groundless. Okay. In other words, Carrie Lake had standing. He threw out eight of the ten facets of this lawsuit. Okay. Uh, judge Thompson wrote, the fact that plaintiff Lake failed to meet the burden of uh, requests, right? Because that's what this boiled down to, you guys. Remember the article we read yesterday and now they got one exactly like that over at the Gateway Pundit. But the article we read yesterday from uh, Carrie Lake's, uh, Carrie Lake's uh, Truth Social, right? Where they talked about how the judge basically set up all of these uh, barriers for the Lake legal team to get through all it's on concentrators ladies and gentlemen and because of that the uh the trial no longer became about voter disenfranchisement but rather about trying to prove intent through the maricopa county board of supervisors and election directors did it intentionally you know it became everything about what was not the crux of the trial, which was oppression, and not to mention all of the whistleblowers and all of the affidavits that were involved. But the judge threw all of those guys out, and he left the Lake legal team with two cents to play with in two days to prove their case. Okay? Not a whole lot of time, not a whole lot of space. Okay? So, uh, yeah, the fact that, yeah, that was a burden that the judge put upon them to prove, which is it's insane that he turned this case into something else, something that it was not even about. OK, so, uh, you know, the judge says that it does not equate to a finding that her claims were or were not groundless and presented in bad faith. The lawsuit had targeted Hobbs, who is currently Arizona Secretary of State and becomes governor next week, along with top officials in Maricopa County. Lake's lawsuit claimed hundreds of thousands of illegal ballots infected the election in Maricopa, the state's most populous county, which is a fact. We all saw it, guys. Everyone was watching on election day. Okay, so uh, this is from the clerk of the Superior Court regarding the judge's ruling. So I just wanted to share that with you guys real quick. And this is in Carrie Lake v. Hobbs et al., right? Okay, so we're not going to go through the whole thing document, obviously. We're going to go ahead and just skip down to uh, some of the uh, meaty parts. Okay. So uh, let's see here. It says here. It is also at the very top. There we go. It is also, why do you keep doing that to me? Okay. It is also true that defendants asked each and every witness at trial if 
if they had either intentionally committed misconduct or knew anyone who had perpetrated intentional misconduct, aimed to influence the outcome of the election. No witness answered in the affirmative. Like they would, right? Like, you know, uh, what do we have here where you don't have to, uh, <clears throat> you don't have to intentionally, uh, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for here? You don't have to uh, incriminate yourself, right? Like someone's really going to incriminate themselves, right? Right. <laughs> G. Ross is like, Chewbacca did all of the tech for the Wookiees. Okay. I meant, I meant the little, the little chubby little bears, the Ewoks, the Ewoks, not the Wookiees. My bad. Anyways. Okay. I told you I'm terrible at Star Wars analogies. Anyways. Okay. Our Republic is dying with an applause. How disgusting, right? Anyways, it is also true that the defendants asked every witness at the trial, okay, no one's going to incriminate themselves, so no one's going to answer in the affirmative, obviously, right? Uh, nevertheless, it is also true that the defendants alleged in their pleadings, attachments, and exhibits and argued at the hearing that the evidence and testimony of the conduct of the election itself together with statistical analysis would meet the requirements of a, a Arizona re Resolution Revised Statute 16-6. Uh, Seven two, by clear and convincing evidence. The court does not doubt plaintiff's beliefs in her perception of the evidence. However, the analysis of whether plaintiff's claims were groundless or made in bad faith is not limited to subjective views. Now, this is some BS right here, guys. So, uh, listen. Look at this. Look at this phrase right here. Let me let me pull my highlighter up. Okay. The court does not doubt plaintiff's beliefs in her perception of the evidence. I've heard something like this before, guys. Heard something like this before, where the judge interprets in a way. And then there's the perception of what they prefer. Okay. I think I saw this in the uh, Tory. Maris v. Ohio cases, basically, where you had, you know, basically superior court judges who were who were interpreting interpreting facts and law. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, it's either yes or no, black or white, the rule of law. You cannot, you know, jockey cock around with whether or not you think a perception, whether it's against or for the law, in line with the law. If, if it is a perception and it is still against the law, it's still against the law. It doesn't matter whose perception it is, okay? So the judge is saying here, which makes no sense, because if it's just based on, he's like, I, I mean, it's like saying I feel bad because she really believed her case. Do you guys get that, right? That's not the judge's job to uh to kowtow to the emotions of the people in his court you get what i'm saying there's something more going on here the judge allowed this to pass because probably he realizes his credibility and everything about his career on the line because of this case so he's gonna allow the lake team to not be penalized with these sanctions on the basis that he believes that Carrie Lake really did believe that the evidence was real. Never mind objective reality, never mind the rules and regulations that the Constitution of the state of Arizona and their uh, their legislative body have passed regarding elections. Forget that. 
the judge is more concerned about the perception of the evidence than the actual evidence and what that says. It makes no sense, guys. This guy is a joke. Judge Thompson is a joke, okay? He said it says here, however, the analysis of whether plaintiff's claims were groundless or made in bad faith is not limited to subjective use. Because you know what, Judge Thompson? It never should have been about whether or not the claims were made in bad faith or whether or not there were limited subjective use. What it should have been about was the 3,000, 50,000, 20,000, 10,000. I don't care if it was one person whose vote was suppressed in Maricopa County, Arizona, Judge Thompson, that's what this case was about. It was not about proving whether or not Maricopa County did it in bad faith or good faith. It was not about proving whether or not that they did it intentionally. It was about the very fact that the voters in your own county, Judge Thompson, were totally disenfranchised, their vote was suppressed, their rights were infringed upon, and you made this about intention? Judge Thompson, you are dishonorable. All right? I don't care what this says here. This is a dishonorable judge. Okay? It was never about that. It was always about the disenfranchised voters. And the judge turned it into something totally different for the benefit of that snake, Katie Hobbs, and that Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, the BOS POS, ladies and gentlemen, and they're all POSs. I've been watching these guys for over two years, okay? America knows the score. They know their number. And it's only a game of chicken that is keeping these guys out of jail. Period. Point blank. Let's continue. Although eight of plaintiff's claims were dismissed as a matter of law, two claims did survive and proceeded to trial. Granting a hearing on those claims was a question of law applied to facts and not a benevolent act. <laughs> Granting a hearing of those claims was a question of law applied to facts and not a benevolent act. In other words, the judge was saying, I'm not being a good Samaritan. I'm not being a hero. Don't get it twisted, America. I'm still a bad guy. I'm still a bad judge. I'm still a heel. I'm still a traitor to this nation. I'm not doing it because uh, I'm doing something benevolent, Good Samaritan, because uh, I'm speaking my conscience, because uh, my gut and my heart and my soul is saying, do the right thing for America. I'm doing it because it's a matter of law. I mean, we want that, yes, but I just think it's interesting that he had to define that probably for the benefit of himself and his handlers. So his handlers know that even though he's not going to sanction Carrie Lake, he's doing it because he has to save his skin as well at the end of the day. Because uh, I'm pretty sure Judge Thompson is aware that the deep state and the globalists eat their own. I'm pretty sure in his tenure as a crooked Superior Court judge, he's probably seen it happen over and over again. You know what? Maybe I'm being too hard on Judge Thompson. Maybe he's been threatened. Maybe they've threatened his family, his friends, his, his, his loved ones. You know, all things are open and on the table at this point with all of these people, guys. You know, I have to keep my own perspective as well, you know, because I want to go hard on these people. I want to be, you know, a baby bear and go and, and, and just go protect my mama bear, right? But, like, I have to have perspective as well sometimes, right? <laughs> I have to have perspective as well sometimes, okay? But that could be the case, all right? And that will temper my anger 
for the moment. Granting a hearing on those claims, says the judge's statement, was a question of law applied to facts and not a benevolent act. As a result of the hearing required under the law, plaintiffs' allegations that survived dismissal were subject to factual and legal scrutiny and ultimately found by this court as failing to meet the clear convincing evidence standard under Arizona Revised Statute 16-672. I don't know about that, guys. All I know is I don't think that that judge had any reason to throw out eight of those ten. I think all of them should have been there. But I think his handlers made him do it. That's just me. I'm not saying I have the sauce or the proof or the receipts, but that's just what I feel. At the hearing, plaintiff was not successful in eliciting from any defendant admissions of intentional malfeasance because no one's going to incriminate themselves aimed at altering the election outcome. However, she did produce testimony of an expert, which ultimately was not accepted by the court, but who did ag. I'm guessing he meant argue right here, right? He did ag, right? He ague. He did ague. The intentional malfeasance was the root cause of tabulator malfunctions on election day. Plaintiff also presented statistical analysis based on 220 affidavits of voters who did vote, but reported also presented statistical oh wait, uh, frustrations with tabulator malfunctions and the lines on election day. Plaintiff also presented expert evidence which attempted to establish a relationship between exit polling results on election day and projected Republican voters who did not actually vote. That statistical analysis of polling results also argued a connection between a range of anticipated Republican votes which never materialized and which the witnesses testified could have influenced the outcome of the election. That testimony was also not accepted because of faulty underpinnings in fact unsupported assumptions and foundation according to the judge right um and so uh basically if we jump down here the judge says there is no doubt that each side believes firmly in its position with great conviction the fact that plaintiff failed to meet the burden of my, the judge's, clear and convincing evidence. <laughs> no, I mean, it was the judge. The judge did that to them. He's the one who decided the frame under which he would look at the trial. And the frame was not concerned with the disenfranchised voters of Arizona and doing a redo election. The frame was concerned with proving whether or not the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and the election administrator did a botched job intentionally. Forget the 20, 30, 10, 15,000. I don't care if it was one voter. No one should be disenfranchised from whatever party they're on. Okay. Now that's what it should have been looking at so that they could redo the election for everyone that was disenfranchised. But the judge chose a different frame to place on this trial. And that is why we are where we are. And uh, mayhap it's a godsend. Mayhap it's a uh, mayhap it's a question of conscience that this judge decided not to sanction the Lake team. And I think the man is very smart for doing that. He might just yet save his political career, judicial career, and name. Because otherwise he's going down as a dishonorable judge, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Thompson... Thompson. Thompson is one of those names, ladies and gentlemen. 
Thompson is one of those names. So uh, finishing this up, it says the fact that plaintiff failed to meet the burden of clear and convincing evidence required for each element of ARS, Arizona, Arizona Revised Statute 16-672, does not equate to a finding that her claims were or were not groundless and presented in bad faith. What the heck, judge? I mean, I've never seen a judge flip-flop so much in one ruling, right? 1672, oh wait, uh, any legal decision must be based on the law and facts rather than subjective beliefs or partisan opinions, no matter how strongly held. The court has heard all the evidence and arguments. The court has carefully examined and thought through the facts and evidence before it in the motions and at the hearing. The court finds that plaintiff's claims presented in this litigation were not groundless and brought in bad faith under Arizona Revised Statutes 12-349A1. Therefore, it is ordered denying defendants' motion for attorney fees and sanctions. Basically, it took me that long to spit that out, ladies and gentlemen, but there you go. That was the judge's decision, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, this case, I think, can safely move forward into appeals. And we will be following that closely, guys. You know, that's why it's like, hello. I mean, I'm expecting this case to go to the Supreme Court, guys. You know, I'm expecting this case to go to the Supreme Court. So do me a favor. Put down the black pills until after the Supreme Court. Okay? All right? Just do me that favor. All right? Okay. Guess what I guys next? Yay! It's an interview with Carrie Lake. Okay. So let's get this baby rolling. She's speaking with Sir Bannon, Mr. Bannon of Bannon's War Room, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, she'll be well, Governor Lake talking about uh, the end of Title 42. And of course, her election case. Let's take a gander. Enjoy, America. I'll see you on the other side. Or anybody to run for governor in America that really called out tells and how she was going to shut them down. People have to understand the cartels are in, in Arizona, particularly laundering through real estate, big time, big league. So this was a central issue. We've asked Carrie Lake to come on. Carrie, we had Todd Benson on. It looks like reports to come out maybe lift tonight. In fact, the Biden regime on Friday night, late. Uh, when uh, so much of the, uh, the the topic of conversation was your lawsuit in this in this obviously stolen election in Arizona, they jumped on late thinking the the country as far as uh, as far as the illegal invasion. Uh, I think two hundred thousand, one hundred or seventy five thousand to one hundred thousand getaways. So just horrific numbers, which October November combined or, or, or worse than a year. What is your sense in the great Arizona is what's going to happen, whether it's tonight the Supreme Court does it or tomorrow night or in the next couple of days? What is going to happen to the great state of Arizona when the uh, lifted and remain in Mexico is, uh, is not enforced, ma'am? Oh, the floodgates are going to open up. I mean, we know how bad it is here because we're suffering under Joe 
states and a we have a right to do under the U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 10, but we don't have uh, anybody in our government who's willing to people. We want to see the flood up. We're going to uh, open wide and we're going to see people pour in like we've never seen before. And watch, watch the drug addiction and the drug overdoses go even higher. You talked about the numbers, Steve, that you just got. November was the worst month. Wait until we see the new numbers on taking out a generation of young people. That's going to skyrocket. The cartels control Arizona. The voters went to the ballot box in November because they're fed up. Stopping the cartels was to steal an election. It's all intertwined. And we're going to watch crime go through the roof. We're going to watch people literally in shock when they see what happens to this great state of Arizona, if they think it's bad now with the Southern Division out of order, it's going to only here in short order, like within, I think, 24 hours of them lifting this, we'll see big changes. I, I want to make sure the global audience that watches the show understands something with Carrie Lake, I mean, with, uh, with Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs is running, and one of the people on her ticket was actually a lawyer for this. Your, your message was so, so powerful that Abbott immediately said, oh, I'm going to declare a, a country and the sovereignty of the state that she would purport to lead, ma'am? Absolutely. I mean, she's more radical than Gavin. And she's more dangerous because I don't think she's got a high IQ. I don't realize what's going on. No policy or more in down there to help uh, bring in more people and deal with the crowds of people coming over rather than stop it, turn around and say, do not enter. We're taking back control of the border. She is going to be a controlled, somebody who's in office, who is controlled by people above her, and they're going to be called puppet. And she has zero plans. She wouldn't even appear on a debate stage and respect the people of the state enough to tell them what her plans are. It's despicable. And this is the reason they had to steal. They had to rig the election in broad daylight. They didn't care, Steve, how obvious it was. They didn't care that people who were standing in line could see right before their eyes that this election was being stolen. That is how dangerous I am to their plan to keep this statement by the cost at any level, make sure that I could not win so that they could continue their, with their assault on the people of Arizona with a wide open border, with control, pushing drugs across, trying to keep trafficking children. Absolutely, and this state is going to go to hell in a hand if Katie Hobbs is allowed to calling for sanctions. You've contested this election and really a very well tightly argued case, which I think has huge grounds for appeal. And they took out the signature verification, which is probably the biggest aspect of it. She's calling now for sanctions on you, right, to down your through uh, it's almost comical i mean I, I if i didn't laugh i'd probably pull my hair out because of the insanity of what they did on election day 
to sabotage our sacred vote. And now they're trying to sanction me to pay for their lawyers. This is outrageous. The, the judge, by the mere fact that he allowed this case to go forward, he looked at our lawsuit, he allowed two of the counts to go forward, shows that it had merit. I can't even believe that she didn't recuse herself from this uh, botched election. And I now see why. She didn't even campaign. She didn't debate. She hid from people. She knew she could election and walk into office. And I'm telling you what, Steve, if we don't get serious about turning our elections around and restoring order and reforming them, we're not going to have a country that's where we are if we have rigged elections. And the fact that they want to say I had no merit with this lawsuit. I am standing up for the people of who live out whose vote was watered down by this bogus election in Maricopa County. People should have our elected officials doing that. Where is the governor? Why is he not standing up? Where are all these elected officials? Why are they not standing up to the way these elections are run, where they're changing the ballot on election, sabotage our vote? Yeah. It's outrageous. Mar and I won't Maricopa, stop. If they think this Maricopa, will make me stop, they're wrong. Maricopa County is dead women and children in Ukraine and the people taking the incoming shelling today in eastern Ukraine. Ask right. the people in Taiwan in the South China Sea. Ask them right now. The mayor is asking for a billion dollar bailout. Where do we stand right now in the process? Walk our audience through. What did you say you're not going to give up? What? How does that manifest itself today? Well, really quickly, what you just said, all of these things are interconnected. And when we have rigged elections, Steve, this is the result. We're on the verge of a world war. We've got inflation that's out of control. We have a border that's wide open, shocking falling into our children's hands. We have outrageous things being taught to our children in school. This is the result of election. Started even before 20 control of our going to pull this sent our response uh, when it was sanctioned and uh, we think that there's we had absolute merit with this lawsuit. We're going to appeal it. We could even hire. Because we believe that the people of Arizona saw what constitutes a fair signal guarantee you they would say no more as a real signature. Nobody in their right mind, if you were blind in one eye and half blind in the other, you would not have approved. In, as far as the process goes, are you going to appeal this week? Because I think uh, the inauguration yes. would be next. So you're appealing this week. As a matter of fact, right before I came on, I was on the phone with my attorney. I'm going to call him as soon as I'm done here. and We're going to work through uh, our appeal plan. You know, this is a, a shortened window. That's why the the trial came so quickly, and we had two days for case. 
had it's, we had a thousand documents for the judge to go over, hundreds of pages for him to look through. He told those who worked with him, who talked about a, a lack of chain of custody, who talked about a lack of we have in this wish we had presented it to show the whole world in court, but we only had five hours to make our case, which is very unfortunate for the people of Arizona. I'm on Twitter, I'm on, you know, all of the usual truth, all of that. And go to state Arizona. You could really hard and we have to pay them and patriots are stepping forward to help pay for this want all the supreme and to continue fighting because we know we're in the right on this and we won't stop so thank you steve want everybody to go check it out also her getter and twitter account i can verify is a little spicy so it's worthwhile uh, logging in. To, to you got to go to our War Room account. Carrie <laughs> Lake War Room. Carrie Lake War Room is quite spicy. Carrie, thank you for joining us here on the Thanks. day after Boxing Day. Thank you, ma'am. Who next. is it that was like, I like spicy? Oh, was that Dade Phelan? Anyways. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, there you go. I told you it's going to go all the way to the Supreme Court Yes. Yesterday's headline for the show was not clickbait, okay? Because that's the next obvious step, right? I mean, we kind of look forward, right? We don't just uh, get off the screen, sir. Sorry. Can't do you today. My bad. All right, guys. That is going to wrap it up. Oh, bye, Mr. Musk. We'll see you later on. Okay. All right. You know, I mean, come on, Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Someone's got to play games on the Zeitgeist, right? Because that's what they want. The Zeitgeist wants your attention. And they want you to play along with what they want you to believe and see. So we'll challenge that every now and then. You know, not only we do not only do we debunk things here live on the air, not only do we debunk all of these uh stupid little psychological operations that they're playing on people. Uh we also we also F with the Zeitgeist every now and then here at the C Report. So uh, but ladies and gentlemen, do not let you know, don't let my jest and my gesticulations you know, uh, uh, make you think crosswise about the import of some of the stories that I deny. <laughs> They're very important. And you know what? When maybe our elections aren't stolen and we're not fighting for our nation, I will share these stories with you. I really would love to get to the Elon Musk stuff. I know there's a lot of people talking about that there. Uh, for me, the most important things along with uh, the um, <clears throat> the timeline and the receipts for President Trump's removal from Twitter, uh, the involvement along with the receipts of three-letter agencies, big media, the Pentagon, okay, uh, and and every all of the details that patriots have known about for years, literally, years, literally, okay, is now moving the deal forward in the minds of the many. And that, ladies and gentlemen, I could not ask for much more than that. Anything that will bring them around, because if they come around to that, guys, they are coming around one step closer to realizing the amount of con that has been played on the people of this nation, regardless of their political affiliation. 
And ladies and gentlemen, when we are united, we are unstoppable, and so is America. And I am looking forward to that day again. I feel like it's close on the horizon that we will make America great again. We will make America strong again. We will make America secure again. We will make America safe again. And did I say it already? We'll make America great again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Mr. C. I've been your host for tonight. This has been a fun episode of the C Report. I'll be back again tomorrow, 3 p.m. Texas time. All right, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time for the report, 3 p.m. Texas time for Lone Star News. How is your backyard doing, America? We're talking about the Speaker of the House and the way that they write bills and the process of their life and death in the state of Texas. How does your state work? We'll talk to you guys later, okay? Till then, have a great night. And as always, be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. I love you all, and we'll see you tomorrow. Take care till then. Bye-bye. Let's talk about Georgia. Uh, President Trump truthed about this earlier. Ballot images missing, right? Drop boxes with no video. And Disney's like, well, we don't care about that. We're gonna die on this hill. We're gonna be gay and we're gonna rape our children no matter what you say, because we are Disney. Uh, we don't normally run see in the dark uh, during the week. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, what the heck is this bald band talking about? Uh, you know, multiple broadcasts and shows come here on Mr. CTV channel. Uh, so you've got your C report Monday through Friday in the evening hours, right? And uh, we do see in the dark, which is a late night weekend talk show kind of, you know, broadcast, right? So guys, watch out. We got a swamp creature coming to the screen. So look out now. Look out now. Woo! <laughs> oh no, it's wretched Gretchen Whitmer. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com, that's www.thecreport.com and be sure to follow us on our social medias truth social rumble twitch clout hub and hill.net